I'll be completely honest, where I was headed about two weeks ago is when we were going to talk about just what reading the Word should be and what praying should be. But for the next few weeks, we're just going to talk about that. And we, we'll probably get there one day. But, um, and that's just not that's not where God led me. Um, and uh, this morning, it's, it's totally not what we're going to end up at. And that's okay. Uh, we're not going to be backing together. Um, so I actually did not lie last time, <laughs> three times before that. But, um, but this morning, uh, we're going to start a new series called The Greatest Pursuit. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. I don't know who it was. It probably here because I don't know anybody else. But, um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. We were just talking um, about life and how, how really funny it is. Um, Maybe, maybe not all of us even know what that word pursuit means, but I'll just be honest. Everyone in this room and on this planet is caught up in a pursuit of something. And even actually, when the founding fathers, I don't talk much about history, although I love it. I don't talk much about politics, although I'm weird about that too. I love it. I watch the news all the time. It's strange. Um, but even, even in our Declaration of Independence, uh, there's this line in there that we all have this... this right that comes from God. It's life. We all have the right to be alive. That's amazing. Um, liberty, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Our American dream actually is even based on that, that pursuit of happiness that, that we, can, we can achieve more, we can be more. And I'll just be honest, everybody in this room and on the planet is pursuing something. A lot of us are pursuing careers maybe. Um, Maybe some of us are pursuing just getting out of school, graduating, that's great. Um, pursuing passing the next test, maybe that's cool too. Uh, a lot of us are pursuing maybe maybe stuff, material stuff, like we want this house, we want this car, we want this thing, we want to we just get this new toy or this new gadget. Some of us in the past week have been pursuing Pokemon. Um, I, I don't know why I'm caught up in that, but I do that. Um, we're all pursuing something. To pursue is really a word that most of us probably don't know the definition of. We kind of know that means to, to chase after, but, but it actually means something greater. It means to chase after in a way that you might catch it. To, to follow something in a way that you might achieve it or reach it. It's, there, there's, a, there's a greater meaning, see? But the truth of it is, man, even, even all those things that we could follow, even all those things that we waste our, our life, really, let's be honest, following, Maybe not even bad things, but just things. There's only one thing really worth the pursuit, isn't there? Amen. See, the truth of this, and it's going to be gloomy for some of you, but you may not be on this planet until you get that next job. Do you know that? It's truth. Amen, somebody? Uh, you don't know. You may not be on this planet until you get that raise. You have no idea. You may not be on this planet until you get that next toy or that next thing, and even if you do, there's going to be a next thing, like when the... Apple Watch come out, everybody's like, I gotta have one of those, I gotta have one of those. And I was like, why? Because they're gonna make another one in September and you're gonna have to have it. And they're gonna make another one next September and have to have it. It's a trap. I mean, the truth of it is, there's, there's one pursuit that can launch from this place into the next place. See, the truth of it is, eternity is coming for all of us. You know that? There is a moment when, I don't care how young or old you are, there's a moment where this heart will stop and you will step into the long-term purpose of life, which is eternity. And you're going to be in one of two areas, and that's either going to be with Jesus or without Jesus. I don't care where the space is, and I don't care what the temperature is. 
You're either going to be with Jesus or you're going to be without Jesus. And the only way, really, to prepare for that moment, that time, is to pursue something that's not a career and a job and money. That's silly. They're going to put you in a hole and somebody's going to get your stuff. The only way to prepare for that moment is that right now we pursue the one that we're going to meet in that moment. And pursuit is a word that means to follow or to chase after in a way that we might catch it. So the, the question, and maybe this, maybe this will create friction, but hope for, are you pursuing Jesus in a way that you might catch him? Are you following Jesus in a way that you might catch him? Or are you following from a distance? This morning, and for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about that greatest pursuit. And this morning, we're going to start that in Luke chapter 9. Luke, obviously, one of the Gospels of Jesus, um, the, the, the story of Jesus' life, or at least some of it. We're about down the whole thing. We never read it all. But this, these are just some snapshots of things Jesus actually said. These are things Jesus actually did. This is not a fairy tale or a storybook. This is a living breathing the word of God and all of this is written down from someone seeing it. This is an eyewitness account. Every miracle happens. It's not like what you watch on TV. And the God we're going to encounter in these pages today, these are his actual words. This is what he said and, and him saying that 2,000 years ago does not change the meaning today. Amen. We can't just, oh, he probably didn't mean that. No, this is what Jesus said. This morning and Luke chapter 9, if you read the whole thing, we're just going to be at the very end. You can go back later. We see Jesus is doing amazing things. He's feeding 5,000 people. He's just taking up some highlights. He talks about what it would look like to, to, to follow Jesus, how we should actually follow Jesus. That's not what we're going to do this morning, trick to you. Um, talks about the transfiguration. Jesus actually uh, showing his glorified form on this planet, and some people got to experience that, and probably were changed for everything now. Talks about him casting out a demon, and then talks about this question: who is the greatest? Um, but in this moment that we're stepping into this morning, we see Jesus is on a journey to Jerusalem. Jesus is actually headed towards the place where he'll actually be crucified. He's talking about the crucifixion, and he's walking towards it. It's amazing to me. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen, yet he always walked towards the cross. You don't think that's crazy? Oh man, I know that they're going to put a crown on my head. Let's go, let's go toward that. Oh man, I know they're going to nail me to a piece of wood. Let's go toward that. See, Jesus was pursuing the cross because in, the, in that moment, Jesus was pursuing us. Amen. We see that he's going towards Jerusalem, and as he's going towards Jerusalem, we're going to encounter some people uh, starting about verse 57. It says that as they were traveling, they were going towards Jerusalem, Jesus and his disciples were the day. On the road, one said to him, this is some random guy, we don't know who he is, uh, he says this, I will follow you wherever you go. That, that's, that's an amazing statement, isn't it? He don't know who this guy is, don't know where he comes from, doesn't don't know his encounter with Jesus previously. I have no idea if he's been around for the miracles. Chapter 9, there's been a long journey through there. I have no idea if he's heard Jesus teach a whole lot, but he's obviously heard something about Jesus. And whatever he heard about Jesus has motivated him to say these words, I will follow you wherever you go. That's amazing, right? 
Like you want to clap for that guy. You're like, that's that's beautiful, man. I wish that was my prayer because the truth and reality of it, most of us, that's not our prayer. Amen? Most of us, our prayer is, I will follow you if I'm comfortable. I will follow you if it means this, 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 and this. I will, I will go with you where I want to go with you. And this guy walks up, you don't need his name, and he starts the conversation with Jesus like this, man. I will follow you wherever you go. You, you make the list. You do the thing. You tell me where. You, you check the box. I will be there. I, if, you, if you go to Jerusalem, I'm, I'm going with Jerusalem to you. That sounds like an awesome thing, doesn't it? Anybody, that would be an awesome prayer for us today, anybody? Like, we could almost stop right here and be like, man, we all need to be that way. Let's pray, amen, hallelujah, next song. Um, we could almost do that this morning. Actually, most of us, when we were singing that song, we were even saying these words, you know, like, all to Jesus I surrender. That is what this guy's saying, basically. Man, Jesus, wherever you're going, bro, I'm on board. I will, I will be there. And we can all agree today that, man, that's probably not our prayer, right? Maybe, that, maybe that's where we're headed, maybe that's what we want it to be, but that's, that's not what this guy is saying. He's actually kind of the role model here in the book for us. And he walks up to Jesus, and we have no idea what prompted this, and he just says, I'll, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus does this weird thing. Um, he didn't actually clap. And that's, that's great. Amen. How you? Come on in, brother. Like the disciples are probably sitting around figuring out how we're going to get 13 people around the table. This guy, he sounds amazing. And Jesus was not so quick to jump on board with that prayer, was he? Actually, Jesus says something really weird. He says, um, foxes have dens, he said, foxes have houses. Um, and birds of the sky have nests, and birds have houses. Um, but he says, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. That's not even the appropriate, like, hey, are we having the same conversation here, Jesus? Because he's like, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus is up here talking about animals. And I'd be saying that. <laughs> okay. I don't, did you not hear me? I'll follow you wherever you go. And those conversations don't seem to match up. So it's either Jesus didn't hear him or was trying to say something here. It's amazing, actually, what Jesus is doing in this moment. This man comes, and he's enthusiastic. He's like, man, I'll follow you wherever. And then Jesus, in, the, in this statement, actually kind of asks him a question. Does, would that still be true if you lost everything? And I mean, the Son of Man, the Messiah, is what he's saying. These people would have heard this term. It's Jesus' favorite term for himself. They would have heard this, and they would have known exactly. He's saying he's the Messiah. Because in Daniel, it talks about the Son of Man. The Son of Man is the coming Messiah who set up the everlasting kingdom of God. Jesus, in the statement, I will follow you wherever you go, acknowledges, I am the Savior. But he says, would you still follow the Savior if you lose everything? That is a powerful question, isn't it? See, what Jesus invites us into to follow him is not, I will come in and sit in the chair. That's right. I will come in I will sing the songs. It's not what Jesus ever invited us into. Actually, you can't even find that formula in this book. I will come in and endure two hours of church. That's not what Jesus has called us. Amen. And this man runs up, enthusiastic. Man, I've seen the miracles. That seems great. I've seen the crowds. Jesus is a popular guy. And he wants to jump into that popularity. 
wants to jump into that status. Man, everybody's following Jesus, and I love that. I'm going to get in that. Because it's going to be all these disciples, and then I'm going to be on the end of that. My name's going to be right there in history with all these guys. Because I've stepped out, and I've followed him inside, and Jesus answers back in truth. I love this. Oh, come on, brother. It's going to be easy. You didn't say that. What if you lose everything? This question I actually have to deal with this morning because when, when, I, when I grew up in church, I'll be honest, the first like, maybe 11 years of my life, I heard a whole, a whole lot of times, just come to Jesus and everything will be all right. You ever heard that? Come to Jesus, everything will be great. And actually, that's a lot. Eternally, yeah, everything's going to be awesome. We're going to be in heaven, we're going to be with the Savior, we're going to be singing around the throne, we're going to see Jesus, uh, we're going to be embraced by God, we're going to experience the full mercy of God for eternity. That's going to be an amazing thing. Eternally, man, Christianity is the way to go. But today, that's not the promise. See, the truth of it is, man, this guy might have been trying to jump on board because everything looks like it's going to be great if you jump on board with Jesus. He's, he's always in, 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 the, in the center. He's always in the, in the limelight. He's always at the platform. People, people know his disciples. Man, that's the dude that picked up all the fish the other day. He hangs out with Jesus, and that's amazing. And he might have wanted to jump on board because it looks like a beautiful thing. And Jesus looks at this guy, and he's like, I'm going to shoot straight with you. It's not always easy. You know what you're not guaranteed following Jesus? A home. Amen? Amen. You, know, you know, prosperity gospel is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life because it's not true. Eternally, we are going to be very prosperous today. You don't know that. You know, you're not guaranteed following Jesus the best job on the planet. You know, you're not guaranteed actually following Jesus life. There are brothers and sisters in the church today in different areas of the world that are being killed today, maybe even this moment, for saying, I believe in Jesus. And the truth of it is, some of us maybe jumped on board because it seemed like a great gig. And Jesus here is saying to us, in honesty, because he doesn't want to lie to us, he is the truth. He's saying, are you going to follow me when it gets hard? Amen. When you're sleeping on a rock in the dirt at night, are you still going to be super enthusiastic about following me? Or you just want to do it because music's cool. So Jesus asked this question to this guy. This guy runs up and he sounds like the most amazing guy ever in the Bible. He should have his own book. He's like, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus is like, are you sure about that? Because I see God's out. Ah, being God in the flesh, do not have a house or a bed. Which means you actually are not entitled to the same thing. Ah, being God in the flesh and headed towards the cross. I just said that a minute ago. They're going to nail me up on a tree. They're going to put nails in my body. They're going to beat me. They're going to strap me. I'm going to suffocate on my own blood. Why do you think you should escape that? Why do you think Christianity guarantees an easy life when it wasn't easy for Christ? Amen. And so many of us, and we hook on, we're like, that's, that's great. That's amazing. I love it. Church is a cool place. Uh, that's, that's awesome. And then when things get hard, when life gets hard, when the struggle comes, we turn, we turn around and we go out the door because nobody ever told us this reality. And Jesus loves us too much. But let us falsely follow him into a false view of what's coming. And Jesus looks at this man and he says as plainly as he can, Hey, do you want stuff or do you want me? See, the, the Christianity is a lot less about what we have and a lot more about who we have, right? Amen. 
And Jesus plainly spells that out for this guy. He says, hey, I sleep outside, and that may have to happen. Do you still want to follow me? And then this is amazing. We don't ever hear from this guy that we know of again in the Bible. There's no great revival in this moment. There's no change of heart in this moment. There's no this man turning and walking towards Jesus in this moment. Actually, from what we know on this page, this man walked away from God. He said to him plainly, yes, I am the Savior. Well, I can get you into eternity. I have the keys of heaven, and I'm about to take the keys of hell, and I can make sure you have a way to be with me forever. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm everything that's ever been written about and more, and I just want you to know, you can follow me today, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that guy looking the Savior in the eye and says, man, I really just is here for this stuff. And he walks off, at least from what we know on this page, isn't it? And here's what Jesus does. Chases him down and changes the rules, right? Never mind, never mind, never mind. Uh, You can sleep inside. Come back. Never mind, it's just just about coming to church. Come back. Never mind, just learn the songs, man. Just learn the songs. It's fine, just come back. He didn't do that, did he? Jesus was not interested in amassing false followers. He was interested in amassing real ones. 2, 3, 12. And he lets this guy, in love, walk off and lose him on his page. Actually, Jesus seems to ignore everything after this moment. <laughs> and it says, then he says to another guy, follow me. It's in red, right? And here's, hopefully, Jesus' words. He, he, he just totally, whatever with this guy, and he turns and he's like, well, he's not working, so what about you? You want to follow me? You heard my regulations. You heard how it's going to be. I sleep outdoors. You can sleep outdoors. You can walk with the Savior. You can have a relation. You can be my bro. You can hang out with me for, for however long i got left on this planet. You can be there. And you could even maybe have a book one day. And maybe we could know your name. Do you want to follow me? Foxes have... Dens and birds have nests. The Son of Man, the Messiah, the Savior, who's standing right here, he sleeps outside. Do you want to be part of that game? And he invites him in. The most beautiful thing, words you could ever hear from Jesus, actually words Jesus speaks every week in this place. He says, what about you? Follow me? Follow me? And that's an invitation. That's not something you decide. That's something he says. Amen. And he looks at people, and he chooses people, and he says, what about you? You want to follow me? I see you back there. You want to follow me? What about you over there? You want to follow me? You want to come? You can. I'm giving you permission right now. This is the invitation. You want to follow me? It's beautiful. He said, he just turns. What about you? You want to follow me? And here's what the guy says. He says, Lord. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Because it's, it, Lord is a word that, that signals authority. You're saying this person is in charge. You're like, this guy gets it. This guy's way smarter than the other guy. He just come up, I'll follow you everywhere. He walked away, he's a poser. But this guy, man, he says, Lord, he realizes this is the guy, this is the Messiah. He has authority. He's the boss. He can tell me what to do. He started out good. And you're like, this guy's going to get it. I love reading the Bible like you never read it before. <laughs> he says, Lord, he says. But then he says this, first let me go bury my father. That seems like a very reasonable request. I'll be completely honest. Man, I'm coming. I'm on board. I'll sleep outside. I'll eat whatever you eat. I'll go wherever you go. It sounds good to me. I'm not like that guy. You're the Lord. I get that. But let me go home first and bury dad. Let me go back and bury dad. It sounds like a very reasonable request. I'm on board with this guy if that's what that means. 
But see, the reality of it is, this man's father probably hasn't even died yet. If it did, if he did, why would he be standing on the side of the road talking to Jesus? He'd be preparing for a funeral. He's not walking up to see what Jesus is doing today. I don't know what brought him there. Uh, Jesus came to miracles for people today. Maybe that was it. But he shows up, and Jesus invites him. He says, do you want to follow me? He's like, man, I will later. See, the reality of it is, this man could have been delaying for years even this, this promise to follow Jesus. His father, we don't know how old he is. We don't know what state of life he's in. We don't know if he's sick or not sick. But what he's saying is, I'm going to go home, and I'm just going to live there for a while. And then when something happens to dad, and then we get that taken care of, then I will come and follow you. Let me just rephrase that for you, because here's what I hear people saying. I'll follow Jesus when I'm older. That's exactly what this guy said. Man, that's a beautiful invitation. I thank you for that. That sounds great, but I have living to do. I have some stuff to do. I got some stuff to take care of first. I got to just go home and do my thing, and I'm going to be me for a little bit, and you be you for a little bit, and I'll come back around. That's what he's saying. Jesus looks at him. He's like, what about you, man? You can be my disciple. You, you can be just like Peter. You can be just like James. You can be just like John. You can just act your name around in that. You can come. He's like, that sounds great later. I'm going to get house first, Jesus. It's right there at the end. I'm going to jump on board. And here's what Jesus says to him. He says, let the dead bury their own dead. That seems harsh. But let the dead take care of the dead. But let me ask you this. Can dead people bury dead people? So obviously Jesus is talking about something else here, not a corpse, but another corpse in the ground. Jesus comes to bring what? Life. We are spiritually dead. We have no, no connection to the Father apart from Jesus. We have no connection to God apart from Jesus. And he's saying, man, if you, I'll give you life. I'll give you life. Let, let the people that don't have it take care of the people. Let, let, let the dead people do the dead things, is what he's saying. Let, let the dead people live the dead lifestyle, is what he's saying. Let the people who are spiritually dead live out there and do spiritually dead things. As for you, who I want to make alive, I have a plan for you. Here it is. But you go and spread the news of the kingdom of God. He says, you want to follow me, here's how. You want to pursue me, here's how. I love this, because here's what we do. Man, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to come to church. Find that. One reference in Hebrews, right? Don't forsake the assembly of the brethren. That's the only place in here. But it's the most important thing on our, our plate. And it's beautiful. I'm glad you're here. I want you to be here. I want it to grow. I want to, to double, triple, quadruple city-wide this thing. I, I want to do that. But really, like, Jesus talks about going and telling people about him how many more times than he does coming here. See, the truth of it is, following Jesus is always coupled with the command to go. To follow Jesus is actually inseparable from the command to go. You can't take the two, you cannot pull them apart. Man, Jesus, I will follow you as long as it means I'm going to come to church. I'm not comfortable with that. It's not a personality type. I'm not smart enough to do that. They're not separable. And here Jesus says, man, let the dead people live the dead lifestyle. If you want to be alive, if you are alive, here's, here's part of that. Here's, here's an inseparable part of the picture. 
go and tell people about the good news. See, the truth of it is, if we all had some deadly disease in here this morning and just somebody popped up and they're like, man, I have to cure for that, actually, you would go find everybody else with that disease and you'd be telling them that. Really. And you got to go see this guy. This, this dude has this amazing shot and there's cancer and you have to go there. You, you wouldn't keep that in, would you? You'd be down at the hospital, like on the on the oncology floor, and you'd be like, hey, um, I actually know where the cure for cancer is, so if you want to get up out of this bed, I will take you to it, wouldn't you? You'd be down at Children's Hospital right now with all them little kids, and you'd be like, hey, um, you, you need to come down here. I'm going to take you. I'm going to kidnap you. Your parents are just going to deal with it. I'm going to take you to this person who has this cure, wouldn't you? Because, man, we can see what cancer does, yeah? We know what the end result of cancer is because we sit here and we watch it. You know what the end result of being spiritually dead is? When it's worse. I'll give you that. Answer that, that was worse. Answer that, separation from God for eternity is worse. There's no coming up out of that. You can come out of your pit today, you can't come out of it once you're dead. And Jesus unseparably, every time he talks, marries these two things. Following me looks a whole lot like telling people about the kingdom, because as we read last week, what did Jesus do all the time? He told people about the kingdom. His purpose, actually, on this planet was to come down and say, you know what, Old Testament, God said there was coming to, there was a Savior coming, right? Well, guess what? We are now in a different time, and the Savior is here. And that's all he did, forever. Hey, guess what? There's a Savior here. Okay, you don't get it. Let's try it over here. Hey, guess what? There's a Savior here. Oh, they, they didn't get it either. Hey, guess what? There's a Savior here. And, and some people got it, and some people didn't, but Jesus always told them. So following Jesus is, is, is inseparable from this command. And that's what he tells this guy. Man, if you want to wait till you're older, you go do your thing because a lot of people have to do what a lot of people do. And that's tell people that the kingdom is coming. And then he looks... If we look at this guy, man, it, it looks like, again, he just, he just walks away. We have, we have no idea. But for some reason... The story of this guy ends right here, doesn't it? Did you find his name? Did you find his great ministry, his evangelistic work? Did you find his revivals? No, you didn't, because they're not in there. And then it says Jesus just again, walking down the road, another one also said, Man, I'll follow you, Lord. Another guy, three guys. Another guy runs up. Jesus is not even preaching the gospel that we know of right now. And people are just coming. It's the gospel, so I guess he didn't have to preach it. But <laughs> this guy just runs up and he's like, hey, I heard what you were saying to that guy. And he's crazy. He walked away. And I heard what you said to that guy. And he's going to go home to dad. But like, I'm ready. Like, I, I'm coming today. I will follow you, Lord. I get it. You're the Messiah. You're the Savior. I'm ready. I'm coming. Again, you were like, man, there's so much hope here, right? This is the guy that he's going to get it. Like, three straps are out. This is the one. Third time's a charm. Like, whatever those things are, you're like, this is the dude. He's going to get it. And it says, this guy runs up, and he's like, hey, Jesus, I will follow you. But he says this, but first let me go and say goodbye to those at my house. He thinks, like, man, I'm coming in, in five minutes. I'm not going to wait till I'm, like, 47 more years old. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm coming today. I'm ready. I need, like, 15 minutes. I'm just going to go home and tell Mom bye and Dad bye, and I'm going to come after you. I'm just stand right here. Wait. I'll be back. Just right there. I'll be, I'll be right back. 
And you're like, okay, obviously Jesus will just say that because Jesus always has time for people. He has time to wait, right? He's only three and a half years. He can take five minutes to just stand and wait on this guy. Again, it doesn't sound like a bad thing. If I was like, hey, we're going to Disney, some of you guys would get up and you'd go, and some of the family's here. Some of you guys would be like, I gotta probably go back for a minute first. It's gonna be okay. I'm coming, don't leave. I got some stuff to take care of first, so real quick. And that's just what this guy was seemingly doing. So here's what Jesus says Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. That's strong. That's not let the dead bury the dead go tell people about me. That's I mean if you're if you're gonna push one way and look the other way, you aren't fit for the kingdom of God. That's harsh words. You just wanted some on balance. I don't want that's extreme. That was that escalated quickly, Jesus. I don't know where you're going there. But I, I just want to uh, we we're not flowers, so we may not get this. Um, but I, I just want to get the reality of this home to us. Here's what Jesus is saying to us. And if, if you're plowing a straight row, if anybody in the garden, anybody, no, okay, cool. Um, two people, very good. Um, that's all I have to point. Um, but if you're, trying to, if you're trying to plow a straight row, you have to actually look at that, don't you? Like you have to find a reference point down through there, and you have to walk towards that reference point. Right? You can't just be like, Wee! and hope it comes out. Okay. Over. You know, like that's not. That's not going to get us a straight path. You think about it when you're driving a car. Like if you're looking here, you're doing this here. I know. I've seen it. Um, um, but if you're looking down, you, you can't go in a straight path. You drop off people like that all the time. If, you, if you're driving your car and you're looking out the window, you're kind of maybe veering towards that way or veering the other way. I chased a coke can across the front seat of my car one time and ended up in the ditch. That's how that works. <laughs> You can't drive straight if you're not looking ahead of you. And that's what Jesus is saying to this guy. I mean, you cannot plow a straight road if you're always looking back there. If you're always chasing the old life, you can't chase me. That's, you can't be torn in two directions and come out with anything worthwhile. That's what he's saying. And that's, that's just not going to cut it. You want a path straight on. You want legally because you're confused about where we're going. And what Jesus is saying is if you're going to follow me like I'm I'm the reference. You can't follow me and look back there at old you. Do you hear me? You can't be torn between two lives is what he said. And I, I just started with I wanted to go tell mom that. But man, look how attached you are to this life. And if you want to follow me, then I take a if you If you want to follow me, I'm, I'm the point. If you, if you want to pursue me, if you want to chase after me in a way that you might catch me, then you actually have to, you have to look at me. See, this, this to me is one of the saddest stories in the book of Luke. Look how much opportunity there was in this church. Three, three people come to Jesus. I'm sure more people came to Jesus. Some of those people invited themselves to follow Jesus. And look what Jesus said. Okay. 
some of those people, Jesus actually looked at and said, follow me. And from what we know on this page, all three of these people walked away because there was something they could not let go of. It's not a great successor. Three out of three. Actually, the only names we have recorded in this book that actually followed Jesus past the point of death, there were like maybe, uh, I can't remember the exact number, maybe 120 people in the early church in Acts 2 before everything blew up. But that was that was the deal. There are, there are 11 guys, we know their names pretty strong. 12 guys, one didn't follow. That the ministry of Jesus produced eleven guys that had something really, 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 really meaningful, and 120 people that man were willing to at least come and be part. And of all of his, because Jesus would turn people away. didn't see him as the point. Jesus, I want the stuff. I'll go get the stuff. That's what he said. That's harsh, right? Man, if it's only going to be about stuff, and you're, you're going to come in, you're going to do religion forever, you're going to chase religion forever, but you're still going to be about the stuff and only the stuff, then... Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be worse to live your life thinking that you had Jesus, but maybe you just didn't? Because see, the reality of it is, if we're not going to heaven, this today is heaven for us. What you have today is the best that you're going to get. And Jesus said, man, if it's, if it's, it's going to be about the stuff, and you, and you love the stuff, and you love the prestige, you love the whatever, if you love that more than me, then just go do that. Because I'm not willing to be number two or three or four. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the savior. I'm the son of man. I'm, I'm the king. This is this is headed towards the kingdom, and I, this train's leaving. You want to go? So the guy comes, man. I, I just I'll follow you later, Jesus, man. I'll I'll get really into a relationship with you, man. I will I will dive into this thing 22 years from now when I got nothing better to do. And Jesus said, well, just go do it, man. The other guy comes. Man, Jesus, uh, I still want to be me, but I want to follow you. I still want to do my thing, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some at you once in a while. Slide a little time over there on the Jesus side. I'm still going to do most of me, but I'll give you some. You just said, well, don't be either, man. I'm not saying those guys are lost. I have no idea, but I'm saying that Jesus looked at these guys and gave them the best invitation ever on the planet. And he said, hey, I'm the Savior. I'm the Son of Man who's going to be nailed to a cross and die for the world. And, and, and I'm going to be hanging there. And in that moment, I'm going to be saving you. And I'm inviting you into that. 
you can, you can be part you can be part of my story. You can be part of the deal that's going on here. You can be part of what I'm doing. I'm inviting you on board with what I'm doing. And all three of those guys were like, nah, I don't know. I really, I really want that. I'd, I'd rather have this. See, actually, to follow Jesus, to pursue Jesus, means to chase after him in a way that you might catch him. I, I believe that's what Jesus invites us into, is to, is to pursue him. I think follow him is a great word. Pursue him is what he means. See, follow me is varying degrees, right? Like, if I walk in that room, within an hour later, you might come in that room after me. You know, follow me back. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You follow from afar, but you cannot pursue from that. And pursue is I'm chasing you, and I'm trying to catch up. Pursue is, man, I want to get close enough to, to lay my hands on you. I want to get close enough to to catch you, to embrace you, to grab you. So here's the question. Are you pursuing Jesus? Are you chasing in a way that you might catch him? Or are you just walking behind him? That's real. That's a real question. Are you chasing Jesus in a way that you might catch him? Or are you just walking behind him? See, the truth of it is, man, Jesus is standing here today. I know, I know you can't see him, but he's standing here today and he's giving you this invitation. Everybody in the room is saying, hey, you want to follow me? And you know what it, you know what it means to follow me. If you want to chase me in a way that, that you might catch me, it means everything else goes over there. The reason most of us aren't catching Jesus is because there's something standing between us. And I'm chasing this thing, if I ever get this thing, then I'll chase Jesus, right? And I'm chasing this thing, if I ever hit that, then maybe I'll get there. The truth is, most of it isn't even bad stuff. There's nothing wrong with the job we need them, right? There's nothing wrong with promotions. That's great. Christians should be the best workers ever on the workforce because we work for God, not man. That's just how it should be. But the reality of it is the moment we slide something else in between us and Jesus, we will never, ever, ever catch him. Because we'll be too busy chasing this. What happens when this turns the path? What happens when this one goes over here? And this morning, Jesus is standing here and saying, hey, you can be in my story. You know what? You can do something monumental. You, you, you know the people that's names made it into this book, people that chase Jesus? You know the people that had effective ministries, people that chased Jesus? You know the people that actually did something that, that had like an eternal weight to it, people that chased Jesus? You know people we're still talking about today, people that chased Jesus? You know who we're not talking about? The three guys that we don't even get to know. Live your life for you if you want, but no one is going to care. Live your life for Jesus and you just not make a difference. Pursue Jesus and somebody may be talking about you when you leave this place. Pursue you, pursue stuff, pursue whatever. I mean, your family, they're going to be heartbroken. Um, you'll be heartbroken. But, I mean, eternally, what did you do? Jesus is the point. It is the thing we're finding for. It's the thing we're walking for. You can't be torn in between two things and hope it all works out. Let's pray.